Hey, I heard you paint houses. You like steak? Where's the beef? I could deliver you steak. It's the Irishman. Welcome to The Center Cut. I'm Dave. And I'm Michael. And today we are going to talk about The Irishman. Michael? We are talking about The Irishman. This is a, I'm trying to do an Irish accent and I just learned that I can't do an Irish accent <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> the Irishman. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of The Irishman. We lad. Uh, we are woefully unprepared because it's a three and a half for some length movie we basically watched one percent of this movie yeah so we know nothing and you're going to learn nothing by listening to us but hopefully you enjoy it along the way oh you're gonna learn a lot let me tell you so the irishman is another netflix original directed by martin scorsese that is starring robert de niro Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Al Pacino's in this movie? He's surprised he is. We see a picture of him for literally two seconds. That was the only time that we had any reference to Al Pacino. So it did receive a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty crazy. Was nominated for a number of different awards. And the reason we wanted to do this movie is because the Oscars are this weekend. And this is nominated for Best Picture. So we thought it'd be a fun one to do. Michael, why don't you tell us about what happened in the first section we watched? Will do. In the still of the night by the five satins plays as we careen through an old folks home. That one? Yes, that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, We finally settle on Frank Sheeran, who is played by De Niro. And he is recounting a tale from his younger days when he began painting houses. He's en route to a wedding in Detroit and meeting Russell, an old man pretending to be Joe Pesci, and his <laughs> wife along the way. Oh, Joe Pesci is very old. I know that they made him look older too, but when I think Joe Pesci, I'm thinking like Home Alone. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. This was, this was quite the sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and fake Pesci don't smoke. Nope. Uh, I Heard You Paint Houses is letter-bombed across the screen between shots of painted pavement lines. What does it mean? What does anything mean? Why am I alive? No one knows. Carrie, Pesci's wife, wants to smoke, and they pull over on the side of the road for a butt break. Right by an old Texaco and Stuckey's. Now, we're whisked back, I'd say, about 30 to 40 years. Yeah, that'd be my guess. And an even younger Frank's meat truck dies in the middle of the road at the near exact spot we just were yeah so this was crazy to me that in the first like not even two minutes of this movie we see like 85 90 year old robert de niro we then see like mid to late 50s de niro and then we see like mid 30s de niro all in the span of like two minutes and it was just crazy so i 
roughly agree on those time frames. Do you think that when we see him with the older Joe Pesci where they're driving with the two wives, you think that would be late 50s? I was I was thinking it was more like 60s, mid 60s. Maybe. Yeah, I would say late late 50s, early 60s. Okay. Because I know that Joe Pesci is also older than him. Um, he calls him kid. Um, That's true. Later on. So I think like 75, 80-year-old Joe Pesci is hanging out with like 60 to 65-year-old Robert De Niro. That feels right. Okay. Yeah, that feels right. So Frank somehow gets the truck to the Texaco. And as he tinkers under the hood, the real Joe Pesci shows up and diagnoses the issue. It was the timing chain, uh, which I didn't even know that was a car part. I'm the worst with cars. Uh, like I called AAA just to change a tire. I once replaced a broken windshield wiper with a kitchen sponge. Cars <laughs> are foreign. I've I've duct taped on a few windshield wipers that have just decided to go flying off my car. I have never replaced one with a sponge. That's pretty impressive. It works well in terms of sopping up the water but it doesn't really give you a good line of vision yeah i would imagine you need to do a whole line of sponges in order to make that work but then you would basically need a windshield wiper level length of thing to tape all of your sponges to which then why not just have a windshield wiper yeah frank introduces himself but pesci does not return the favor and that's the end of that scene Frank unloads some sides of beef. I know this because I was a butcher slash meat cutter for nearly seven years prior to my current job. Oh, that's what those were. I don't have the same meat experience you do. I didn't recognize the fact that those were sides of meat. (laughs) Yeah, sides of meat. But did you know that there were sides of beef? Oh, yes. (laughs) It's not really like that now, though. They were just the... The largest pig I've ever seen. Well, it could have been like a wildebeest or something. Anyway, like the they love their wildebeest <laughs> in Philly. <laughs> anyway, it's not really like that on the retail level anymore. Like we, you just get boxes of already broken down sections. Hanging beef ended in like the seventies for the most part. Anyway, we meet Bobby Cannavale, who plays Irving and Mister Robot. He is unnecessarily splattering blood on his own face while slaughtering a chicken. It's an over-the-top way to show the audience that he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Or his face. Or his face. Down at the Friendly Lounge, Frank gets acquainted with Razor. That's his nickname, apparently. And they work out a deal where Frank sells him the hanging beef hindquarters on the DL and acts as if they were stolen from the truck. Yeah, this is crazy to me. Is this... And I know... I know you're plugged into the meat market. <laughs> is, is this something that ha- is there like black market meat deals? So obviously not that I am. I've ever encountered. But sure. I've read about things like this as well. So. I'm your lawyer. I'm going to defend you either way. <laughs> did did you steal some meat? I, I did not steal any meat. It's definitely plausible. You know, they have the section later on where where he has that little metal seal that he sticks down his sleeve. Yeah. And then yeah, it was an refrigerated system yet going. Yeah, refrigerated trucks still do have a seal like that. The way that I've encountered them, they're actually plastic now. But um, they do still have those seals, and then you have to take that seal and bring it to the receiver when you're unloading the truck. So in that sense, yeah, I could see something like this working or happening. Gotcha. 
Is this why you wanted to do this movie when we watched the beginning and we were deciding whether or not we wanted to do this movie? And then you're like, oh my God, there's, I've just been itching to talk about meat. <laughs> I have been itching to talk about meat. So yes. As if we haven't done enough meat talk up to this point. We haven't. And I actually, my next point is about some more neat meat knowledge. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, Lay um, it on me, big boy. So yeah, it's just a small aside, but while they're eating... Uh, Frank does mention how they are prime grade and not choice. Prime is restaurant grade. Now, only about 2 to 3% of beef qualifies for prime grade. So the fact that you know he's willing to say that these are prime. I mean, I prime is kind of one of those things where people just say meat is prime, but it isn't necessarily graded that way. Most meat is either choice or select, which like choice being below prime and then select after that. And then every, everything else is basically dog food. You Makes sense. So either Frank was embellishing the his meat quality or he is just shuffling that, that sweet, sweet beef. Correct. Anyway, uh, a random baby is baptized mm-hmm. and then the beef kidnapping ruse is blown asunder. Oh, no. Frank's attorney, William Buffalino, is Ray freaking Romano. Abra! Came out of nowhere. Yep, it was great. I was so now, excited Frank, about it. Frank admits in a way that he did help pilfer the beef, but Ray defends him anyway. And we learn in a, a very important fact in this first 15 minutes, Frank will not rat out accomplices. Yeah, he is stone cold. Like he is not willing to do that at all. Good on and, him. And that, and that basically comes into play later on. And that's um, it's important. Yeah, and where our 15 minutes cut off is right, like right as the judge was about to give a verdict on the case. It's true. I really want to know. I mean, I know. I, based on what we see, I think it's a slam dunk that he's not going to get in trouble for that. But I don't know. Oh, you think he's you think he's doing some time? Yeah, well, I don't know if he's doing time, but I feel like this might be the moment in which he loses his job and needs to go into a life of crime. Or worse crime than the current crime that he's criming. So he hooks back up with Russell. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, potentially. Maybe. We could talk about more of that later. We can. But yeah. that leads to the last 15 minutes of the movie for you to cover, Dave, which starts at three hours, three minutes, and 57 seconds. And is surprisingly a completely different movie. Weird. We just spend 15 minutes with an old guy old Robert De Niro. So we start off at a funeral. He's there with his daughters, which I was able to put together with some context clues later in the 15 minutes that I watched. And we find out that it was a woman who died. Now, his wife, Rini, or Irene, was smoking cigarettes in the beginning portion with Russell's wife. After the funeral, we see Frank throwing away all the cigarettes in his house, I think that was Rini's funeral. You are a legitimate genius. Now, when we see him doing that with the ashtrays, I first thought that they were glass candy dishes that all old ladies have in their house. Mm-hmm. You ever eat candy from an old lady's house? Yes. It doesn't matter what kind of candy it is. It will always smell like old lady perfume mm-hmm. and taste like old lady perfume. Like they you spray put it in it. your mouth and it's just like you're consuming an old lady life force. Yeah. Like you can feel her memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do is feel old lady memories. Mm-hmm. I also can't even remember the last 
ashtray I've seen in real life, which means I'm hanging around the right people. Yeah, you're doing a great job, it sounds like. But I agree. It's been a long time since I've seen a a real ashtray like that. It's because everyone's vaping now. Good point. Also, no need for ashtrays. The world is your ashtray. Yeah. The world is your ashtray. Exactly. Your lungs are your ashtray. He goes around throwing away those cigarettes. I've put together, I I think it's his uh, wife, Rini, that's died. Then it's just a number of old man scenes. (laughs) Just a scene of an old man in front of a TV. Robert De Niro, Frank, in front of a TV. Yeah, let me specify that every scene from here on out is just Frank. We don't see any more of anybody else. So we see... I mean, yes, we see a few other characters that are of no import. (laughs) Old man scenes, Frank in front of a TV, Frank sorting his pills and then spilling some and getting mad at himself, Frank falling over in the hallway and just kind of laying in the floor for a while. It was a big, it was a roller coaster. Now, I did some research on the pills. Ooh. Just to figure out like what he was taking pills for. Yeah. Advil. No, there's no Advil. You sure? I didn't see any Advil. Okay. So there was some Citrocal, which is for osteoporosis. There were some pills for lowering his cholesterol. There were some pills to treat fluid retention and then some to lower blood pressure. You gleaned that just from the shape and size of the pills? No. So some of them were the bottles. And then also he had the list that he had in front of him and it listed the the pill type and then what um, how many he was supposed to take so then I, I researched those pills well now you're a genuine genius thank you dave good job <laughs> i try yeah so after a few of these scenes it it becomes apparent that frank can't live on his own so next we find him again watching tv but now he's in an old folks home or, or whatever you want to call it now some random big dude is driving him around First, we go to a bank and Frank shuffles somebody to go ahead of him so he can go to a specific teller, which we see shortly after is one of his daughters, Peggy. She throws up her go to your next teller window and just runs away, not letting him even say a word. After that, the big guy drives him over to his other daughter's house. We never learned her name. They talk for a little bit. He's saying he wants to just talk to Peggy doesn't even care if she forgives him and the other daughter basically tells him while you're a really terrible dad we could never trust you with anything because of the things that you would do the horrible things you would do they both kind of just sit there and have that conversation and she's like sitting in a bale of hay yeah that was weird good talk (laughs) so then after that he starts to drive around and plan his own funeral I told you this movie took a real turn. He's picking out a casket, finds a nice green one that he wants. Oh, it's so good. Like that would be my casket choice as well. It was a really sweet casket. That guy, this guy that's the casket salesman, he is the rapper Action Bronson. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's pretty messed up, though, ultimately, that you have to pay so much money to get old and die. Yeah, it's just it's as messed up as how much money you have to pay to be born. It's true. But like. You're dying. It's like, damn, I just retired from working a few years ago, and now I have to use up the rest of my money to keep a piece of wood between me and the worms. Like, what the fuck? Do you plan on dying a few years after retirement? Doesn't everybody? I have some people I need you to talk to. Ooh. Estate planners and financial professionals. (laughs) 
they'll be able to help you live a happy and fulfilling retirement. Regardless of how much money I have, I'm still going to die right after I retire. Doesn't matter how much I save, I'm still going to die. True. You will die. By the time we are old, hopefully there are advances. Mm -hmm. Although, do do I really want to live longer anyway, though? Like, do I really want to live until I'm like 100? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, what if we're saving for retirement and and the retirement age is 65 and we retire at 65 and then they develop something that extends our life to like 130? Now I have to live for 55 years with the money that I was planning on using for like 10 to 15 years and then dying. But not only that, what the hell are you going to do for 55 years? You're going to hang out with your great, 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 great grandkids? Like, that sounds miserable. Yeah. Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah. Fortnite will still be around for sure. (laughs) So he picks out his casket uh, from a guy who is talking about everything in the first person, this rapper. And then Frank mentions that it's a casket for him. And then he acts surprised about it. I was confused about that. But we move on from there. We then go to a cemetery where Frank is in a crypt and choosing where he wants to be buried because being buried in the ground is too final. At least if you're in a building, you know, it's not the end. It's not as final as being buried underground. No sense. No sense at all. Isn't a crypt basically just a modern pyramid? Yeah, kind of. I suppose it's like a pyramid with a lot of people instead of just one. Yeah. It's like a pyramid condo. Yep. It's a pyramid condo. It's also a pyramid scheme, if you ask me. Make me lease my spot. Ridiculous. (laughs) Bury me in the yard. (laughs) Why don't people just bury themselves in their yard? Is that illegal? I think it is technically illegal. I think you need to go through a process of getting special approval for it, if I remember correctly. This must be a new thing, because if you look at... If you're, like, driving through the countryside... Anytime you see like a farm, like every farm has a small little cemetery in the back. Yeah. So any like estate type place too, where it's like a larger place always has either a crypt or a small cemetery, something along those lines on the estate. Do you think that's why cemeteries came about is because like apartments became a thing? Like not everybody owned their own land. So just everyone that couldn't have a an estate to be buried at was like, all right, let's just have this common place for all you stupid, poor common folk. But now, just like everyone gets buried at a cemetery. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, go on. Maybe. Good talk. Now, I think that, I mean, if you think about some of the old, old cemeteries out there with people who are very, very old being buried, that was way before like apartments were a thing, I think. But I don't know much about cemeteries or apartments. So we're going to move on. Please. There has been a car following them for the last few stops. Really? We, I did not notice this at all. This is completely new to me, and I watched this more than once. Really? 100%. Being sarcastic? I no, no I, have, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so there was a car following them outside of the sister's house, and then we see the car again outside of the cemetery. And then finally, we come to a scene where... Frank is sitting with a few gentlemen in suits with badges hanging around their necks, either detectives or FBI or something along those lines. We never learn where they're from. One guy has a Boston accent. So they ask him a bunch of questions about, you know, the past and and telling him, you know, it's finally time to just tell us what happened with Hoffa. And Frank still refuses to talk about anything. Because he's a G. Yep. He's a G. So we cut to a church 
where Frank is saying prayer with a priest. Um, the priest seems a little concerned because Frank shows no remorse for what he has done in his past. Then we see him back in his room with a nurse taking care of him. He's thumbing through some pictures of his kids, and we see um, his daughter is posing with Jimmy Hoffa. And then he prays one last time with the priest. The nurse is Daya from Orange is the New Black. No idea. It's Daya. Oh, well, now I know. (laughs) Thanks. He prays one last time with the priest and end movie. It's kind of a weird ending. I thought there was just about a 98% chance, considering that I spent 15 minutes watching an old dude die, that he didn't actually die at the end. Well, I think that the him asking the priest to leave the door open at the end is kind of a metaphor for the ending. There's no finalization there. It's just leaving it open uh, yep. where we don't actually see him die. But I, I do assume that he dies. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he doesn't just like shed his his meaty Meat. wet exterior <laughs> and turns out he was an alien the whole time would explain all the squinting so that was the irishman guys we saw so much of it he doesn't even seem that irish no is he the irishman yes okay because he does get introduced as frank irish when he is in the meeting bar razor. selling his meat yeah meeting mm. razor yeah so I'm pretty confident that he is the Irishman. Okay. I just, I would have expected like a leprechaun or like somebody with red hair. Yeah. I mean, this movie got a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. It definitely would have got 100% if Robert De Niro was dressed like, dressed like a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. So question time. We got one question from some asshole at work. Mm-hmm. I asked if we could use his name and he said no. So <laughs> he's some asshole at work. Perfect. Here is his question. Do they ever make it to the wedding? What mm. stops did they make on their way there? Mm. Does Robert De Niro ever paint houses himself? Those are some great questions. They are great questions. I'll start. Okay. I do not think they make it to the wedding. And I think that's because we literally see... I thought we saw a scene of him shooting the Buffalino dude and having his paint... I mean, having his blood splatter on the wall. Is that who he was shooting? You well, think? That re- well, right after he shot him, there was we looked at a, a wedding invitation for Buffalino. Oh, I thought that was just so. The way I saw that was like I started painting my own houses. Scene of him shooting someone, paint on the wall. End scene. Now here's an invitation to introduce the next part of the movie. Okay, I mean, I didn't maybe. see those as two tied together, but you're right; it could be tied together. We don't have much context to go off of. Also, could you really even picture? fake old Joe Pesci at a wedding? No. Impossible. 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 He withered up and died before he even got there. (laughs) (laughs) He can't look older than that. There's no possible way. There's no way. Oh, my God. If he was in the final scene, (laughs) the final scenes where where Robert De Niro was dying, man, Joe Pesci would have been a skeleton. Uh, What stops did they make on the way there? So if they were smart, they would drive through Lancaster, PA, because they're... So they start from Philly. I looked at the route. So Lancaster's along the way. Mm-hmm. That's dope as hell. I go there every year. Rachel's Cafe and Crepery. If you're ever in Lancaster, best crepes and coffee ever. They also could have went through Pittsburgh. Uh, there's a place near Pittsburgh called Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. And there's just many awesome donuts. If they were smart, they'd go there. I could for sure see Frankie and some donuts. 
Yeah, they could have. So they have to drive through Ohio. Uh, plenty of off- awesome stuff in Ohio. Mm-hmm. There's a fun said, water said park in Toledo. Ever. There is. I don't. I don't know if Toledo's on the way. Uh, when he was marking the map, he said they'd go through Toledo and then up to Detroit. Shows what I know. Okay, yeah. So we could have done that. And then once you get into Michigan, well, then you're fucked because there's there's nothing that you'd want to do anywhere near Detroit. Mm-hmm. Back in like the 70s or 80s, was Detroit fun? I don't know what Probably fun. Not. I don't know what fun is. Oh, <laughs> I guess I guess on a on a larger note, yeah. Now, does Robert De Niro ever paint houses? I thought that he said that he did and that's what we see we see him shooting a guy in the head yeah i'm confident in that as well that he he definitely does some some a dirty dirty work <laughs> i mean this i make that sound so sexual <laughs> but when you say dirty twice in a row it's immediately sexual try it now when you paint houses is that only shooting people and making their blood splatter everywhere or could it also be like other forms of liquid hitting walls? He could just like actually paint houses. Well, we know that's not the case, but I mean, like, because if you shoot a guy somewhere, I shot other a kid. Than, is that a quote from something that I don't know? It's like the best quote ever from Family Matters. <laughs> from Family Matters, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. a, another podcast I listen to. Actually, they reference it all the time, and I'm a fan. Okay, so but like, if you shoot a guy in the arm and he's just really scared about it. Like he could, he could tank like some urine could come out and splatter the wall mm-hmm. yellow. Yeah. Or like, you know, it could like someone could shit themselves onto the wall or he could shoot them right, right through the ass and smear that could, that could mm-hmm. spread some stuff. So like, would that also be painting some houses? I agree. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Any, any fluid hitting a wall due to killing. So it has to be, there has to be killing as part of the equation. I feel like killing has to, like, like if he just walks in with a gun and a guy like scared, just like kind of projectile shits on a wall, I wouldn't consider that painting houses <laughs> until he actually kills him. See, then, I would. You and the still, house has been painted. You still used your power to make somebody else's body color a wall. One time my dog did that. Oh, mine too. It ate a whole bag of raisinets and we went to bed. <laughs> We know it did, and then we woke up at like two in the morning to to like a weird howling. We went out, and it was (laughs) it was literally just red shit all over the wall. Oh no! no. Why was it red? Is it okay? Well, he fucking ate a bag of raisinets. Chocolate. Really, just bad. Oh, that is bad. I hope your dog's okay. I mean, that was like seven years ago, and he's still alive. Okay, so. perfect. He's fine. Yeah, my dog, uh, Bird, flew into our front window, and my, it hit the window so hard, and my dog was looking out the front window, they just freaking lost it. <laughs> just like projectile shit all over our curtains. Because a bird hit the window? Yeah, it just scared him so much. Oh, it just man, like your, your dog is a pussy. Fuck you. <laughs> At least my dog isn't a fat bastard eating raisinets all the time. My dog's not fat, and he's not even my dog. Yeah, he's your dog. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, I do think that Frank is definitely the one painting houses. He's got to be. He seems yeah. like the most the most ruthless and also the one who they're trying to always, you know, get to give up names and, and talk. Mm-hmm. Now, it's clear, though, that Russell is king shit, right? Or at least he was before Frank 
met him. Yeah, so I would say that Russell definitely has some pull. I feel like the character we didn't meet, Jimmy Hoffa, would would be the quote unquote big shit. But I do feel like Russell is is probably kind of a right hand man to Jimmy Hoffa, maybe. Owns a, a decent he owned the whole road, he said, on like the Texaco station and everything mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um so I think he's got he's definitely got some pull. So where is Russell? Like what what happened to him? Yeah, that's a great question. Do you think he died? Well, I think he's dead by the time we see... Well, yes, he's got to be, or he'd be literally dust. Yeah. So do any of them go to prison? Great question. So I, here's a question. Jimmy Hoffa is a real person. Yes. Is this based on a general real story, like a true story, or is this just fictional with some real people in it that's the debate so i i always do like a little bit of cursory research on the movie that we're about to watch not i never look at the plot of the movie because that would defeat the whole fucking purpose of this but i did see that this movie was based on a book i i think it's called i heard you paint houses but it's basically the autobiography of this frank guy and that is the claim hmm. is that he killed Jimmy Hoffa. So this is kind of a true but story. That's in question. They haven't really kind been of. able to prove that in the spot where he outlines how and where he killed Jimmy Hoffa. They end up like the FBI actually goes to that house and they got some DNA off of, like the floorboards and they were not able initially to match it up to Jimmy Hoffa. Gotcha. So basically, so, this Frank guy in his book claimed that he killed Jimmy Hoffa, but it's still up in the air if that is actually true. Aha. Uh-huh. Which kind of brings us to where Frank won't talk about it in this movie or anything. We don't know if that's what happened, or at least based on what we saw, we could have actually saw the whole scene, but we don't know. Interesting. So I'd assume that, I mean, obviously, Jimmy Hoffa got killed because the... Um, the guys talking about Jimmy Hoffa's family and knowing what happened and everything is important. Mm-hmm. So we know that Jimmy Hoffa got offed, but what else happened and who do you think did it? Well, I would assume Frank, but it could be Russell. Was that one of the stops that they had to make on the way out to the wedding, you think? Probably. Is that, well, here's a question. Is the whole movie, like the whole three hours that we missed, is that them just making their trip to to Detroit? Yeah, so that was something interesting, too. And the way that our unknown asshole co-worker worded the question, it sounds like a decent chunk of the movie is them driving out. So maybe that, that you know, flashback scene where you're seeing Frank stealing and in court and everything, maybe kind of that flashed back to present day pretty quickly. We don't know kind of what happened in there. And then a large chunk of the movie could have been them driving out to Detroit. That's that's kind of my guess or my feeling on it. Yeah, I'd say there maybe could have been a little bit more backstory um, along the lines of, you know, how Frank got as involved and turned to such a, a hitman-esque role in the organization. I would hope that that was kind of reviewed. Um, and also how he came to become friends with Joe Pesci, because, I mean, we see them, that short little sheen, that that short little Charlie Sheen, that short little scene where 
Joe Pesci helps him figure out his broken down truck. But we don't, after that, they kind of part ways and they don't talk again in the sections we watch. So there should have been at least a little portion of how did he get connected back with Joe Pesci and how did he get involved with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's probably just some some flashbacks. Now, I guess another question I have is, who is he re- regaling in the old folk home? Like, who is he talking to telling this story? Yeah, you don't actually see. Is it just some other old fuck or is it like his daughter Peggy? Did they finally connect? Yeah, so that's a great question because I, I do agree and I had that that thought as well in the first scene where it opens up it's narrated by robert de niro and then mid scene it goes from being narrated and showing him in a still just sitting position to him talking and that transition was weird for me Mm -hmm. i don't know if you felt the same way but it does make it feel like he's like talking directly to someone like telling the whole story to someone which goes against his whole mo not talking (laughs) so yeah it's kind of confusing is he maybe talking to the writer of the book maybe but even still like your whole thing is i don't talk to nobody i ain't no snitch let me write a book on it like yeah that what i ain't no snitch until i need more money because i lived longer than i would thought i was gonna be (laughs) let's write a book open up a roth ira frank do it yeah and live past retirement more than a few years Here's a question I had. Do you think they got permission from all of the families of all the people's names on all the crypts in that scene? Do you think they're real families? That looked like a real crypt to me. I would say no because you're in a you're like if you're open to being in a cemetery or being in a crypt, like you're okay with random creepy weird dudes walking by and seeing your name on a stone. Yeah, you've agreed like, to being in a public setting. Correct. Correct. I wonder if there's like paperwork that people need to sign for the for the cemetery, basically saying that if the cemetery wanted to do anything like that, that they have the right to. But why, though? It's not like they're doing anything weird. They're not like rubbing their it's not like Robert De Niro's going up and like rubbing his penis and all the crypt doors like he's just there. I mean, we didn't see the middle. He could have been rubbing his penis on crypt doors. All right. I guess so. But do you understand my point? <laughs> no, I do understand your point that it's really not defacing any of the Correct. names. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. Like if they were, yeah, if they were doing bad things with it, like fucking smearing pudding on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Painting like paint Crips. Yeah. Painting Crips. With, with scared ass shots. I'm getting a lot of pent up stuff for some sexual. We need to do another sexual movie soon. Wait, Human Centipede 2. Here we come. Was that the first sexual movie? Full what are you sequence. About? What? What was the first sexual movie? Magic Mike? How was that not sexual? Please. I got zero boners. I got more boners watching Puss in Boots. (laughs) I mean, who didn't? Anyway. All right. So we have another question from Patrick. Patrick uh, sent us a question via Gmail. And his question is, what are your top three Martin Scorsese films? He gave us his list here. He has Goodfellas, Casino, and The Departed. So I've been to the casino. Fun time. Mm-hmm. Literally, I looked it up. The only Scorsese film I've ever seen is The Departed, which I know is like blasphemy, apparently. But that's the only one I've seen. And I will say I am a fan. It's it's in my top five movies of all time, probably. Or at least top ten. 
I don't really make lists of movies because I don't see that many, but it would be 100% I can confirm top 10. That wasn't enough of a draw for you to watch any other Scorsese movies? To be honest with you, I didn't know that it was a Scorsese film. I, I don't like go into it and be like, oh, I gotta watch the next James Cameron flick. No, it's just like, I don't know, this movie looks good, I'll go see it. Yeah, and that leads right into the kind of the fallback question that Patrick sent us because he knows us so well. Have you guys seen any Martin Scorsese films? Yeah, so I haven't seen any others other than, obviously, this one, The Irishman, and Michael Jackson's music video for Bad, which I didn't know Martin Scorsese directed, but he did. That's dope. And I felt like I really wanted to take part in this, and I'm sad that I'm not able to list the top three Martin Scorsese movies for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name my top three Steve Martin movies. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, number three, we have Cheaper by the Dozen, just a cult classic. We also have Three Amigos, some solid Chevy Chase, Martin Short action in that one. And lastly, his number one movie, The Pink Panther. It's just the best. All right. I'm going to go. I have my favorite Martin Lawrence movie. Who crush I it? Nothing. I got nothing. So I was originally going to do this bit with Martin Short, but Three Amigos was the only one that I had seen. So I also couldn't do that one. So well, Steve Martin it was. But regardless, great question. Yeah, great question, Patrick. We appreciate it. Keep them coming. And just like Patrick, you can send us a question at thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Send it our way. We want it. We want to eat it up. We want to talk about it. We want to excrete it into each other's mouths. Back and forth forever. I realized that this is only like the second mobster show slash movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I have not seen a lot either. And there was no mobster things about this movie. <laughs> Literally not. In the section that we saw. Steel and meat. That was it. Yeah. So it got me thinking, what would be, so you know, because you know, like when you're a mobster, you have like a cool ass name, like Lucky yeah. Luciano, the, the rat fucker. Mm-hmm. Like, you have yeah. cool yeah. mobster names. Yeah. What yeah. would be some good mobster names for an old guy like Frank? Yeah, yeah. Frankie Three Hips. <laughs> post Maloney. Is that a pun for Post Malone? Yeah. Okay. I felt like Post Maloney was too uh too on the nosy. Kane and Abel. Joey the noise for tone. The dentured Don. The Italian man. Ol droopy balls. Mikey Buttercup. Wrinkly Bulger. So mine would be Dave the Earthworm. Okay. Another save the podcast right at the end with a funny back and forth bit. <laughs> but here's the thing. If it's not funny, did it really save anything? It's kind of like a cat eating its own tail. Is it is this the saying a snake eating its own tail? Yeah, I don't think it's a cat eating its own tail. That's not a saying that anybody's it's ever kinda, used. It's kind of like a cat eating its own tail. If we say non-funny stuff, but then say that it's funny, was the fact that it was non-funny then funny? How is that like a cat eating its own tail? I literally, literally have nothing else to add. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> And that was The Irishman. The Irishman. What are we doing in two weeks? Oh, my goodness. Guys, we are doing 8 Mile. You might be saying to yourself, 
There's no way that they haven't seen that movie. They are way too cool to not have seen 8 Mile. You would be wrong. We are not that cool, and we have not seen 8 Mile. Never seen 8 Mile. Now, we're going to release that on February 19th. Now, I have a feeling that that is going to be a really great episode. Going to get rowdy. It is. I have a feeling that's going to be one you're going to want to listen to right till the end. Mm-hmm. 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 Hint, hint. That being said, before we talk about the next episode, we want to thank you for listening to this episode and for just being you and for going on to the Twitter, sending us questions, following us on our Facebook page, sending us emails, thecentercutcast at gmail.com, looking at pictures of us longingly, saying, ah, God, those guys are so good. Mm. Telling your friends... This is also proof that you can submit a question and request to be anonymous, but it is by no means proof that we won't make fun of you for it. Correct. But we want them anyways. We do. Send us questions. Please. For the love of God. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. For the love of me and... Please, if you can, head over to iTunes, Apple's, Apple, Apple, Apple's, Apple's, <laughs> <laughs> Apple Podcast iTunes thing, mm-hmm. and leave us a review. Thank How you. are we going to become the podcasting powerhouses that you want us to be if you don't review our show? Not to make you Thank feel you. bad about it. I'm going to keep on thanking you, and I'm going to keep on putting you down. <laughs> this is a classic good cop, bad cop. Well, I'm going to start start getting ready to fuck you cool perfect that's what i've always wanted (laughs) all right how did you know Uh, what i wanted for christmas it's a little late or a little early for my birthday depending on how you look at it Mm -hmm. when is your birthday june 1st all right good to know Mm -hmm. still recording oh shit all right i'm gonna stop here we go all right uh yeah so when's, when's your birthday for mikey buttercup i'm dave the earthworm And like the meat in my trunk, it's always better in the center. 